Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. All right, and here we are once again on this bright and sunny day. I believe it's, what is it, February 11th, 2022. Actually, it's not very sunny out today. Not real cold, but uh, it's been, been quite a couple of weeks with a ton of snow. But anyway, uh, I want to go and finish up on Joe Biden, which I don't know if I'm going to get it done today because this guy, when, you, when you're talking about a lifetime of failure, it's hard to talk about it in just a short period of time. You've, if you really want to know what's going on, sometimes it, it takes more than an hour or two to uh, discuss this stuff. Because yesterday we went through, oh, I think I did seven particular subjects I brought up about the failure of Joe Biden. And this has just been in the last year. I, I, I'm going to go into some depth on his career and his personal life just to kind of give you an idea what, what kind of a, a psychopath we're dealing with here on a daily basis. And, and mind you, it'd be one thing if, if you could just, uh, you know, push this off and, and uh, address it as age. It's not. It's not. You're going to be, if you don't know anything about this, it's worth listening because I'm not making any of this up. He's, he's, he's a piece of work. And had the mainstream media been doing their job, we wouldn't be dealing with this right now. Because if not all of these, but each individual one should have shot down his presidency early on. He shouldn't have been in consideration. I mean, when you come in fifth in Massachusetts, or New Hampshire, I'm sorry, New Hampshire, when you come in fifth in New Hampshire, historically you don't go on to become president of the United States. That's never happened before. And Joe came in fifth in the New Hampshire primary. So that alone should tell you all you need to know about how the election was fixed in 2020. Let's go back. Let's recap right quick. I, I went over seven of these earlier, uh, or yesterday. Uh, number one was the border. Uh, that's a disaster. Uh, number two has been Afghanistan, which is an even bigger disaster. And that's one. You know, the border hits home. That's why I put it above Afghanistan. Number two, Afghanistan, because we've still got thousands of people over there that are Americans that are stranded there. And that's absolutely Joe Biden's fault. Don't let anybody kid you. Afghanistan is 100% his fault. Uh, the economy. I don't need to say anymore. Just go fill up your, your tank of you know, gas in your tank and see how you feel when you leave. And believe me, he did that. Okay. Uh, number four was the mishandling of COVID. I don't need to tell you anything about that. Uh, five of the supply chain is still a mess. All his fault. Uh, crime, it's out of control in the big cities and they're all run by Democrats. And it's coming to a, you know, a, a, a village near you uh, because of this. Uh, seven, the mandates. Uh, wearing our masks, not wearing our masks. It's all ridiculous. They're all a bunch of hypocrites, and he's one of them. So we'll move on to foreign policy, which I don't know about you, but can you imagine a powerful president or premier, maybe a prime minister, or a dictator for that matter, sitting down across the table with Joe Biden? I mean, that does not scream strict. It just doesn't. And you can see by the things that are going on in the world today 
that that has played out over a year. He's seen as weak. He's seen as ineffectual. He's seen as demented. And I think all three of those are accurate, an accurate depiction of this guy. So when you go up against the likes of uh, uh, Putin and Kim Jong-il in North Korea, uh, uh, Z in, uh, uh, in uh, China, I believe that's his name, uh, you're not going to exactly warrant, you know, people are not going to cower in fear is what I'm getting at. And not to try and make the comparison between him and Trump, but I'm going to do it anyway. I don't know about you, but I'd be a little scared of Trump if he come waltzing in there with all his bravado. I mean, I was never a big Trump fan prior to him running for office. I always thought he was an egotistical blowhard, you know, who made a lot of money and screwed people over. Well, that may actually be true. But who do you want in a bar fight? You want the little guy, the, the, the 79-year-old with you? Or do you want a big hulking dude that's loud and, you know, can punch his way out of a crowd? That's who I want. So foreign policy is a disaster, and that goes right into with you, the Ukraine uh, situation, which right now they're telling people to get out of Ukraine that there's going to be an invasion. I don't know if there is going to be or one or not. Uh, my argument is that Russia's always been in Ukraine. They invaded back in 2014 when Obama was in office and nobody said a word. Now, all of a sudden, we're worried about amassing troops at the, at the border. I don't get this, okay? I, I find that amazing. So, anyway, that's another screw-up. That, uh, that would be the next one in line, as far as I'm concerned. And then we've got the military. The military, okay? We've, we've done everything we can think of to demoralize and uh, basically cut the nuts off of the military. We've started this woke process where everybody's supposed to be, we're supposed to be inclusive. Uh, we're letting women fight and trying to, I, I don't know if they've actually, actually gotten that pulled off, but they would like to have women on the front line. I don't think that's a good idea. They're talking about reinstating draft for women or at least uh, uh, signing up. Uh, what is it when you have to do that when you're 18? Um, and, we're, and we're talking about having men coming in and getting sex change operations while they're in the military and we're making the taxpayer pay for that. I mean, mandates, okay, we're going to get rid of thousands of troops because they won't take the jab, right? I don't think that's a good idea. Just call me wacky. It's stupid is what it is. And what, we're going to go up against, we're going to face off against the Russians? Right. Okay. Dream on because that's not going to happen. And if it does, we're going to lose, okay? First time I get it actually say that out loud. I, I do believe that if we went up against the Russians, we would have our hands full. Now, whether or not we would lose completely, we never call it a loss anyway. Look, look what they did in Vietnam, in Iraq, Afghanistan. They all put that in the win column. How you do that, I don't know. But uh, he, he's done everything he can to demilitarize the military. He's, he's basically spit on them. And I think it's ridiculous. Because if you listen to him in his past, he, he's he just gets down and bows at the, at the feet of the military when he needs them, when he needs them. That's the only time. Right now, he's, he's, turn, he's talking about turning on him, okay? And he has. And, okay, now, another thing that he's, he's screwed up on is race relation. I mean, with BLM and Antifa, what went on last summer, I don't know how you can defend that. When you're talking about defunding the police, it's okay to burn a building down with someone in it, because if that happens, well, you're... Biden's DOJ will say that that's okay because he was there because of the racism in America. So instead of getting 20 years for killing a guy, you get 10 years. That's the kind of DOJ we're talking about. 
you know, it, it's terrible. It really is. Race, race relations in this country right now could not be at a lower level, as far as I'm concerned. Who started that? Barack Obama did. Okay? He's the one that started it. He played off, and he developed and came up with this idea that somehow or other, he didn't actually do it himself, but the narrative was born under his administration that somehow or other blacks in America have been treated bad forever, which is absolutely untrue. Racism in the United States is not what they want you to believe it is. Are there people who are racist out there? Yeah, yeah, there are. But you know what? There's no law against There's also no law against hating in this country. You can still have you still have the constitutional right to hate someone. There's no there's no law against that. People don't realize that. They act like they act like you can do away with hate. You can't. You can't. I mean, it's when you act on that hate. That's when it becomes an issue. I can hate I can hate all the everybody from Madagascar, okay? Just for an example. Madagascarian, let's call them. I can stand up and in the middle of a crowd yell, I hate all Madagascarian. I hate them. I wish they were all dead. Okay, I can say that free country to this day. They're trying to take that away, but I mean, that's another issue. But my point is, I can still say that. Now, if I go out and start shooting Madagascarians or beating them up or hitting them with pipes, then it becomes a different issue. So, now to get back to so, so what I'm getting at is you can still hate America, Americans can still hate people. There's nothing, there's nothing illegal about that. I don't let anybody kid you. Anyway, uh, law enforcement. That's another thing that we've screwed up. Police reform. You know, defund the police. Now his, he's, not, he's not walking the walk. You know, he talks the talk, but that's about it. And what we do is we've, we've set up a justice department that's failing to treat people equally, okay? Offenders equally. You're black, did something during a, a riot. Eh, we'll let that slide. We may not even make you have make you do bail, you know, cash bail. We may not do that. We may just kick you loose because you know it was during a riot. You know what are you going to do? Peacefully, peaceful riot. You know, peaceful protests as a building's burning down behind the the uh, uh, newscaster, which I think is hilarious. And when you compare that to the January sixth supposed insurrection, there's no comparison whatsoever. It, it's stupid. So. Identity politics, well, let's see, law enforcement and federal law, absolutely lost. He's lost on that. There's, there's no, he's had no positive that I can think of. And police reform, forget that. Defund the police, we're not, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen because people are tired of being taken advantage of, of being, having, having crime committed against them. Okay? So to defund the police, all that's going to do is escalate that. A, a, an idiot would know that. But they still... Keep talking about it. Uh, Corey Bush here in, in Missouri, she still uses the word defund the police. Yeah, that's stupid. And you're still stupid, too. So there's that. Uh, and then we've got identity politics, which I don't know, folks, but <sighs> when you start appointing people to positions of power in the federal government and you base it on race, sex, and LGBT status, you got some serious problems. Because right now there is a person who's going to be appointed and may have already been appointed or at least going up in front of a, a Senate hearings for questioning who is a 
I think a transvestite, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no. He, re he refers to himself as a queer activist, okay? He brags about his kink of leading men around like dogs before having sex with them. <laughs> I swear, we truly live in hell. I begin, I'm almost convinced that this is either hell or purgatory. And in, in, in my previous life, I must have done something really bad. Being, I'm being punished for that because nowhere else would you see this. But anyway, back to my story that I was, I was doing. Appointments are being made based on race and sex, and he plainly said that he's going to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. That's as racist as it gets. I mean, it, it, the blacks are, are, are uh, you know, they're, they're actually, this is actually working out for them, but at the end of the day, that's a racist statement, and, and no one calls him on it. So, just to move along with this so that it doesn't take hours and hours, because there's hours of stuff I could talk about when it comes to uh, Joe Biden. You just pick out one of these subjects. I could go off on a rant that would last for hours about this, about what he's done and what he says he's done as opposed to what actually happened. Uh, and, and again, here's the bottom line. He lies always. There's never any truth. Anytime he starts on one of those old, you know, uh, Corn, corn pop uh, bullshit stories about his past and how he was a coal miner and he was a trucker. And all. it's bullshit. Bottom line, there's no other way. There's no other way to describe this. It's a big steaming pile of crap. This man lies about everything, and we're going to get into his background too, which is just hilarious. But right now, I'm going to blow through these right quick. This is this is uh, a list of the, turn, the 10 worst things Joe Biden has done in his political career. Now, this is, this is in, in addition to sniffing little girls' hair and grabbing women inappropriately on camera numerous times. This isn't isolated. If you've seen any of the video, it's kind of creepy. All right? Perfect strangers that he's just met. He sniffs their hair. He gives back rubs. Making everyone, including the person who's watching the video, very uncomfortable. I don't like that. I think that's wrong. Because he's a powerful politician, he feels he can get away with it. I guess. They say it's because of his, his emotional state where he is so affectionate. That's nonsense. Again, total harsh shit. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. The guy's a creepoid. He's the kind of guy you would not let your... You wouldn't want him watching your kids for the weekend, that's for sure. Especially if, especially if the, 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 your, your daughter is in her teen. That's the last guy you want. But anyway, another story completely. I could do hours on that about Joe. I mean, it is so disgusting, it's not even funny. And, and, and the bad thing is you almost got to see it. It's hard to describe how cringy it is. How, ugh, you know, you just want to look the other way. It's terrible. So, uh, we're going to get into, uh, like I said, the 10 things, the 10 more things Joe Biden has done in his political career. And I'm going to try and get through these pretty quick because I, I don't want it to run over too far. I've already done 15 minutes. We just got through the first, what, uh, the last six items that he's done in the last year that were insane. Okay. And I hate to keep going off on, on Joe. I want to apologize somewhat to the listener. First of all, I want to say 
I want to shout out to the guys that are driving trucks up down the highway that I know. I, I appreciate you listening, guys. I do. Just wanted to say that because uh, you guys do a hard job. And what's going up on up in Canada right now? Hey, I drove a truck for 40, 40 years, you know, and I, I hear you. you know, and uh, be careful, okay? Uh, so the 10, 10 worst things Joe Biden has done in his political career. One was the Anita Hill hearing, okay? Joe was in charge of that with Warren Hatch. And it was a disastrous testimony that he structured for uh, her. She was basically on the Hill by herself trying to take on a Supreme Court justice for sexual harassment in 94. He's later apologized for that, that he should have been uh, more tolerant and he should have, he should have uh, uh, you know, done a little bit more for her. And he didn't do that. And that was, you may not even know about that one. I remember hearing it, them talking about it in the 90s. And it was, it was a disaster. It was a disaster. They basically put her out there. They threw her to the wolves. Now, whether or not she was lying or not, really doesn't have anything to do with it. But when you look and see what happened between that particular instance and what happened to uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh during his uh, 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 testimony, or not his testimony, but his, uh, his uh, when he was being uh, vetted for the Supreme Court, what they did for that Christine ba- Blasey uh, Ford, I mean, they, they basically bowed down and went out of their way for her. But uh, that was that was just a disaster. Uncle Joe set her up, and I, I you know, like I said, he since apologized. Okay, uh, on to the 1994 crime bill. And again, you could do hours on this. Uh, Joe set this up. He he referred to uh, black people as he referred to them as the the jungle. He didn't want his kids going to a jungle you know, to go to school. That's the way he looks at this. You know, he he said, "I'm not ashamed of the crime bill." Now this put more this put more black people in jail than any other piece of legislation in probably the last 50 years. And this was in 2016. Well, this was in 94, actually. So he put more black people behind bars than anyone. And now he tries to act like they're old friends. What the hell is that all about? He says, I'm not ashamed of the crime bill at all. As a matter of fact, I drafted the bill. He drafted the bill. Now, you have to take that with a grain of salt, too, because he lies about everything. But he said, we talk about this in terms mostly of Black Lives Matter. Okay, Black Lives really do matter, but the problem is institutional racism in America. Okay, that's the problem. That's the overreaching problem that still exists. All right. He, this could be one of the most racist things he's ever done. All right. So there's that. Now, here's the, here's the, here's the really good one. He had to drop out of the 1988 presidential race for plagiarism. He got, he got caught, he got caught plagiarizing uh, JFK in a speech he did. He also got caught plagiarizing in law school at Syracuse. And he admitted to it. Okay? He failed, but he was allowed to take the, retake the test. He, and he eventually dropped out, okay, of the 1988 race after it became clear that, you know, it didn't stop in law school, the plagiarism. Okay? He's, he's stolen excerpts of speeches from John F. Kennedy. Uh, he, he keeps saying that he's, he's authentic, but when you, when, you're, when you have to drop out of a presidential race for plagiarism, you're anything but authentic, okay? Uh, in 2016, he tried to uh, use his son's death for his own political gain. Now, if, if you didn't know about Bo uh, Biden uh, dying from a brain tumor, you're the only human on the planet that didn't hear that. Because at the time, that's all Biden talked about. Anytime he was criticized on anything, he would always bring up Bo. 
you know, well, I've got a son that's dying. You know, yeah, uh-huh. Or died at the time. Yeah, so they, 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 they used, he used this against Hillary Clinton. And uh, funny thing is, is that, you know, he acts like uh, the press approached him about it. They di- he didn't. They didn't. He actually called them so that he could be interviewed. It's ridiculous. Uh, let's see, in the 90s, he voted to gut welfare. You know, and uh, let's see, that's, believe me, you could talk about that for hours too. But he did nothing good for the poor. Let's put it that way. Not that, not that, not that welfare needed reform. There's no doubt about it. But the things he did and he was instrumental in were inexcusable, what he did to the poor. Uh, especially people making, you know, living on less than two dollars a day in the United States. So there's that, and he oh, and he gave uh, Obama a classic racist backhand compliment when he called him. Uh, he said, "This is when he was running against him originally." Uh, he said, "I mean, you got the first mainstream African American who's articulate and bright and clean, and a nice looking guy." He later had to apologize for the word clean. He says he should have used the word fresh. But the thing is, he never, ever apologized for uh, calling Barack Obama articulate. No. So, in other words, it's unusual that a black man can speak. That, that's basically what he's telling you. So, uh, another, one thing, another thing he did, he, he voted to overturn Glass-Steagall, which actually led to the uh, 2008 banker, uh, well, our recession in 2008. I mean, Glass-Steagall was one of the first things, it was, it, what Glass-Siegel was, was a firewall between uh, investment banking and your money being in the bank, okay? It, it meant that Wall Street couldn't gamble with your, your money, your savings, your, your life savings. Glass-Siegel prevented that. Joe went in, helped to write a new bill rescinding that so that Wall Street could Basically, take your money and go to the track with it. And if they lost it, well, we're too big to fail, so now the government needs to bail us out. And that's basically uh, what happened in uh, 2008. Uh, let's see. Another thing he did was he eulogized one of America's most famed racists, Strom Thurmond. Okay? He referred to him. Uh, he referred to he referred to him as one of the nicest guys he'd ever met, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He, he's, uh, I mean, this is a guy that was in the Ku Klux Klan. He also liked uh, Bird from West Virginia, another, another uh, Ku Klux Klan member. So when, it, when you get right down to it, Joe can say what he wants about being on the side of the blacks. He's not, okay? He, he's not. not. Not a chance. This guy is about as racist as they come. He just doesn't say it out loud. It's all behind closed doors. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He also opposed school interga- integration in the 1970s. I believe this is where he talked about, well, this was about forced busing. And, he, and this is where one of those times when he used the, the uh, phrase, uh, he didn't want his children going to a jungle. Okay. Now, he was a freshman Democrat when this was going on. Uh, but I tell you, he's a piece of work. There's no doubt about it. Uh, let's see. Let's, but yeah. And the biggest quagmire of all, uh, one of the biggest ones of all time, was our 
Iraq war debacle when we went to Iraq stupidly on false pretenses. Uh, weapons of mass destruction, remember that? Yeah, right. Okay, well, Biden voted for that. Okay, so he's not exactly as clean as the driven snow. And believe me, when it comes to this corn, corn top, you know, folk story kind of nonsense that Joe likes to tell, he couldn't be more from that. You, you have no idea how far away from that type of life he really is. He tries to give the impression. You remember, you remember, well, I tell you what, we're going to go on to, this is going to take a while. So I want you to listen tomorrow as well, or maybe on Monday. Come back on Monday, all right? And we're going to go through the secret life of Joe Biden, which is very, very interesting. You're going to love it because I've looked up some stuff. This guy is a scumbag. Uh, he really is. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And it deserves to go, be, you know, it, it deserves a little attention. I want to go through it. Not line by line, but instance by instance. And see what you think of this old guy, okay? Because it's not what you think. Not by a long shot. He is about as fake as they come. So we'll hold that off till Monday, because I would love to do this. So this will technically be a three-parter, all right? So uh, we're going to go to the news now. We're going to go over some of the uh, news of the day. And I will be right back. A little bit of crazy but a whole lot of right. You're listening to The Average Joe Podcast with Damon Gilbert. All right, first uh, news story of the day, if you haven't heard it. Uh, Senators have just discovered, imagine this, just discovered that the CIA has a secret program collecting data on Americans in bulk without congressional approval. Okay, I want to see a show of hands. How many did not know that was already happening? I don't see any hands, so everybody knew that was already happening. Well, of course you did. It's the CIA. Why wouldn't they be doing that? And what's funny is, it's a surprise to the senators in the U.S. Congress. Well, isn't that something? I find that amazing that these idiots didn't know this was going on. and didn't assume it was going on. What, what, you tripped over this? What, did somebody tell you? Did they force you to do this? I, it's embarrassing. I mean. It's so embarrassing, I can't even explain it, okay? So, this happened, started back in, in the Reagan era, in 1981. He signed an executive order. It's a 12333, okay? They can, they can spy on you anytime they want. Now, Christy Scott from the CIA, she's in charge of privacy and civil liberties. She's the officer in that position. She says, we take privacy and civil liberties seriously. We do, do we? Well, that's amazing because that'd be the first frickin' time the CIA has ever used those words in the same sentence, as far as I'm concerned. So, I have no time for the CIA. I think they should be disbanded and just done away with. Come up with a different kind of department. These people are evil, and they cause most of the problems in the world. These, these guys right here, Central Intelligence Agency, okay? And they may, they may, at some point in the future, if things go sideways, They'll probably have me uh, executed for that, that statement. It, but it's true. They're responsible for all of it. Okay? Anytime there's something underhanded going on in the world, you can bet the CIA is involved at some level. So this doesn't surprise me. Uh, let's see. Number two, uh, Canadian court freezes freedom uh, convoy, uh, give, send, go donation. Okay? So 
that's probably going to go sideways. I don't think they'll get away with that. They've already taken money away from the GoFundMe. And the problem is this is not going to go away. Just because you take their money doesn't mean anything, okay? It's the support they're getting through the community and throughout you know, the working class. People have had it with this. That's why Bitcoin becomes so important, because it's not, it's not controlled by a central bank. Bitcoin isn't. And that will be, this will be testament at some point to using that on a daily basis, Bitcoin, and, and Bitcoin uh, ones that are similar to Bitcoin. Uh, and I believe Governor Whitmer, the genius from Minnesota or Michigan, she's offering her help with heavy equipment to move the trucks off of the uh, uh, bridges and stuff. Uh, good luck with that. I've seen it take as much as a day and sometimes longer to get a truck that's on its side in a medium in a highway back up right and out of the way. So good luck with that. We'll see what that happens. If you've got 25 miles of uh, trucks stop, you're not going to be heavy equipment. That sounds all good and fine. But getting them there and getting them to move things away 80,000 pounds, a little bit a little bit easier said than done. So we'll see how that uh, is how that works. Uh, number three, uh, Blinken warns. Now this is the uh, uh, what is it, Secretary of State Blinken? Yeah, I believe he is. He he says that uh, he warns that Russians going to invade Ukraine uh, d- and possibly during the Winter Olympics. Which I'm not real sure when the Winter Olympics are taking place. I think they're going on right now. I wouldn't watch a second of that. But that means in the next few days, at least this week. Okay. Uh, Lincoln is an imbecile, by the way. He's, he's way over his head. I, I don't think this guy needs to be in the position he's in. But there again, what do I know? You know, Joe, Boy, Joe Biden is president. China Joe is president. So what are you going to do? Uh, speaking of Joe, nothing says confidence more than blasting the U.S. Army. All right? And, and Biden's blasting them about the report that blames him for the Afghan withdrawal. Okay? That debacle. Uh, he is 100% at fault for that because he was given advice that said this is not a good idea and he said to go ahead and do it anyway so when you stand up and say that's not my fault i don't know who you're kidding are you trying to kid me or are you trying to kid yourself now this man literally makes my blood boil when i see his face i don't know about you but he makes my blood boil he he has for years and now it's even worse so there's that all right and then let's see Speaking of Biden, while, while we're on this subject, uh, he, he's referring to his, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he, he got, uh, he got like, kind of put in his place when Lester Holt asked him about uh, uh, inflation being transitory. And I believe Biden referred to him as a wise guy. Oh, now, now Biden, now, I don't know about you. And I don't know about your political views, but if you're listening to me, you're probably not a raving lunatic lefty, all right? He's blaming inflation on the supply chain crisis. Now, I don't know anything about economics. I'm no, I'm no expert at that. But if that's the case, and it's on supply side, then what happened in our first lockdown? when the supply chain basically went away because of the COVID. These two don't, this doesn't make any sense. He's looking for something to blame it on. I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't surprise me if he didn't blame it on uh, the man in the moon or, uh, uh, you know, 
Trump or, hell, for that matter, Clinton. Who knows? I mean, it, it, the supply chain crisis, that's not what causes this. And if it is causing this, how come you're not working on it? If it is the supply chain crisis, you've been in office for a year. Why haven't you solved that? Okay, that's my, that's my question to him. Why haven't you solved that? Uh, also, let's see, HRC will deliver remarks at the upcoming New York State Democratic Party Convention. All right? Now, people have said that I'm crazy, and that is possible. But I've actually had someone look at it, and they're a little doubtful about it. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've sought out professional health, and they say, no, no, you're just a little wacky. You're not crazy. So, bottom line here is HRC is going to run for president again in 2024. You mark my words. Mark my words. Write that down on February 11th, 2022. Uh, Damon Gilbert said that HRC, Hillary Rodham Clinton, will run as the Democratic nominee. She's at least going to be, I guarantee you, she's at least going to be in the primary. Mark my word. Mark my word. She's going to. No one makes these kind of rounds, writes a book, does interviews that's not running for office. If, if you know anything about politics at all, you know that's true. You know that to be true. This is what she's looking for. She cannot stand that she lost in 2016. She has to redeem herself. Not to mention the fact that it would help the Clinton Foundation immensely, okay? Because since 2016, donations to that cash laundering uh, machine have dropped off to 75%, okay? So she's looking for some way to make money. All right. And believe me, with without Joe and without Kamala Harris, who are both hated by the majority of people in the United States, they have what is referred to as a leadership vacuum. All right. Now, right now, she's blaming 2016 loss on attacks from Bernie Sanders and his difficult supporter. That's her latest uh, person to blame about her loss in 2016. Uh, her main one was Russia because they got involved in it. They got involved in the 2016 election, the Russians did, but they didn't have anything to do with the 2022. It's amazing how they fixed that in that amount of time, or 2020, I'm sorry, the 2020 election, the one that, you know, we had the shenanigans and was stolen by Joe Biden or his, his minions, whatever, you know, swing states, you know, you know, the story, you know, the story. That was a perfectly legitimate election. Talking about that will get you thrown off YouTube and Twitter. But you can rail on 2016 all you want and blame the Russians, no problem at all. They won't even bat an eye on YouTube or uh, Twitter. It's amazing how they fixed that election process in four years. Okay, Safest uh, uh, election in the world. We're the envy of the world, we were told by the Democrats. But now all of a sudden, the 2022 election midterms are looking a little dicey. We think that there's going to be some shenanigans there. right? That's what the Democrats are telling you. They're already setting it up to tell you that it's illegitimate. So, anyway, she's coming back. Don't worry. I'm telling you, this woman's going to be around. Don't ever count a Clinton out. Ever. Okay? They're like that snake in the grass that's slithering along. Can't see him, but you know they're there. Well, that's, that's who this broad is. Ah, uh, let's see. I talked about this earlier. Biden's latest uh, uh, hire in the Department of Energy is a, and I, this is in quotation marks because this is what he calls himself, a queer activist, okay? Yeah. So he, he likes dragging 
men around uh, by a, a, a choke collar, apparently, like their dogs, and then having sex with them. I am living in hell. I, I refer, reaffirm that, that statement. Think about it, okay? Ah, uh, let's see. Number eight, Trudeau. Uh, number two, he could possibly be the worst leader in, in the world. Trudeau is. Uh, Joe would be the worst leader in the United States. I think Joe's even got a little bit more on the ball than this Trudeau because this guy's a cream puff. I've never seen anybody a bigger coward than this. But he says that Canadians uh, got vaccinated. So he says, I understand frustrations with mandates, but mandates are the way to avoid further restrictions. Let that sink in. I'm going to say that again because I, my eyes crossed too when I, when I read this. I understand frustrations with mandates, but mandates are the way to avoid further restriction. So a mandate's not a restriction? This guy's an idiot, okay? He may be Castro's illegitimate son, but he didn't, he, he didn't get those genetic, uh, uh, he didn't get the genes from his old man. He got his looks from him. He got the rest of this from that, that loose uh, 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 trollop that his mother was, or is. I'm not sure if she's still alive. But anyway, that aside, that's the dumbest thing, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Uh, number nine, Biden administration is encouraging Trudeau to use federal powers. I don't know if that means lethal federal powers to end the freedom convoy. Well, I got news for you, Joe. This is going to get nothing but worse for you because I believe there's a convoy organizing right now in the United States. And I'm hoping to see that thing cross. And I would love to be a part of that. And I, I'm going to have to figure out how to do it because I would love them to go to D.C. and shut that damn place down or at least the surrounding communities, whatever you got to do. I would love to see that. Love it. Uh, let's see, number 10. Let's see, cop-hating BLM agitator Al Sharpton. Okay, he had some interesting things to say yesterday. Uh, he's throwing a fit and calling for police crackdown in New York City. Okay, now this is the guy that wanted to defund the police. Okay, he's, he's anytime a black person's involved, I don't care what they're doing, he defends them. He is a charlatan, he is a con man, and he's really good at it because he hasn't gotten caught. I think he still owes the IRS millions of dollars and just walks, walks free on, on the street. That'd be me or you doing it. We'd be locked up. But anyway, he's calling for a crackdown in New York City because uh, of all the violence and robberies because it's affecting him personally. All right. Now, he was on Morning Joe the other day, and he said that, they're locking up my toothpaste. Now, Al's not the sharpest pencil in the box. What he's referring to is the fact that when you go into drugstores and maybe uh, bodegas, whatever, to buy toothpaste or small items, they're having to lock them up. They have to keep them under lock and key because otherwise people will steal them. So now it's affecting Al. And he's saying, hey, the police need to crack down on this. Well, it's funny, Al, because if I'm not mistaken, about a year ago, you were calling for the disbandment of all police as far as I know. Just to show you what kind of a hypocrite you deal with, I can't even believe this guy is allowed on TV. Al Sharpton should be banned from television at any level. He shouldn't be even allowed to use an electronic device, as far as I'm concerned. This guy is the epitome of Charlotte. He's, he's, he's a grifter, and he's really good at it. And that's the kind of guy you got to keep away from you. Yeah, this guy picked your pocket, you got the chance. So anyway, that's all I got, and I've gone way over, and I apologize. And Monday, we're going to get into the secret life of Joe Bud, okay? Because it is creepy at a level you will not believe. 
But we'll get into that Monday. And remember, it's February 11th, and Joe Biden is still the worst president in American history. Let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to the Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong. 